Welcome to Best Served, a podcast recognizing unsung hospitality heroes. Join Chef Jensen Cummings as he chops it up with industry leaders about the humans who've impacted their lives and careers. From childhood guides, to ass-kicking mentors, to the team members in the trenches that make it all happen. Help us celebrate these rock stars by sharing our show and nominating your own unsung hospitality heroes. Connect with us on social media at Best Served Podcast. Now here is your host. What's up, everybody? Jensen Cummings here. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. Today is Best Served Podcast 391. We're going to be talking restaurant family legacy. We're going to be talking Brazilian food, Portuguese cuisine with Carlos and Victor of Ipanema, New York-based uh, brothers. This, obviously, for anybody who follows us, you know family legacy is so important in the restaurant industry. I'm fifth generation and worked with my brother as well. So their story really, really resonated with me on a personal level. And even just talking to them for a couple minutes but before we're starting this recording here, I can definitely tell that the, the family ties run deep. So I'm excited to get into it. So I'm going to cut my intro part really short because I want to get both of them in here now and get to talking about their family. Carlos, good to see you. Victor, good to see you as well. I am really excited, at, you know, as I mentioned, because the restaurant's family is something that we throw that word around all the time. We're like a family. We're like a family. But you're a business and you need to run that business. But you all are a family and have been in the restaurant industry for you know generations now. So I want to take people first. I want to tell people about Ipanema. So please, one of you kind of give us the elevator pitch on what Ipanema is all about. And then I'd love the other to kind of tell us a little bit about the uh, about the family legacy. Victor, you want to take the pitch? Sure. Yeah. So uh, the the latest modern version of Ipanema is basically elevating our previous iteration of Ipanema, which was a Portuguese Brazilian uh, family home style recipes. And now we have uh, our chef Giancarlo, um, who has tweaked a lot of the recipes and elevated them and, and changed a lot of the techniques. Um, you know, we have hired a, a great cocktail consultant from Brazil who's curated our new cocktail list. Um, so just in every aspect of the restaurant, we've elevated and, and, and refined um, from to the interiors as well. We uh, just finished a, a, a year long renovation of our new space, which has a, a great private dining room with a bunch of family artifacts which we, we kind of call our family room, fits about 20 people uh, in a private room, and as well a, a cocktail lounge that's uh, soon to be open on the second floor. Nice. And so you mentioned the the most current iteration. I, I did want to know, has Ipanema been running contiguously throughout kind of from your father down to you, or, or is this a new restaurant with the same name? Right, so uh, my, my father opened in uh, 1979, um, it was originally called Brazilian Coffee, um, and then it, it, it switched a couple of times and it uh, eventually opened as Ipanema on 46th Street in Little Brazil, uh, and that has been open. Yeah, so the, the menu has been the same since 1979, uh, so Ipanema has, has, yeah, going on almost uh, 50 years. Yeah, and, and, and 1979 is actually when it entered our family. Uh, it was in existence since 1962. My dad was one of those guys who, uh, you know, had an office job, worked in a, in a very white collar environment, just kind of lost it one day and said, I need to be in front of people and, uh, and, and just jumped right into it. And yeah, we've, we've had it 
um, in one location or another since then. That, that is unbelievable. I mean, five years is multiple lifetimes in the restaurant industry. 50 years for just, you know, your family and that that's unbelievable. The staying power. I can't even I can't even do that calculus like it's, the math of that is well, well beyond me. And I think most of us in this industry. And so I want to and, and as always, everybody in the comments, there's an article, six questions with Carlos and Victor, where we get to get to get into some of the more details, the family legacy, Brazilian Portuguese cuisine, as always advice for new restaurateurs. I do want to go back and talk again about kind of that family legacy a little bit. When did you all. I'm sure they you were you're forced child labor at the restaurant at an early age, right? I'm sure there was a lot of that. But when did the two of you, and please Carlos start and then Victor, when did you decide that this was a path for you long term, that this was something that you wanted to actually be in the family business? Yeah, I, I'm sure Victor feels the same way. Um, I don't think there was a moment where that triggered. And I, I honestly think we have floated in and out of that feeling uh, <laughs> many times. Um, but, you know, it's just, it's always been there, you know, even if it's been a central focus of the family at times, other times it's been in the periphery. It's always kind of been there. We've, we've floated in and out. There's times when I've been there uh, working. There's times when I haven't been stepped inside for years when I was in college, you know, uh, but it's just always been a present. A presence, you know, in, in our family. And uh, I'd say when I really started getting serious about it, it was probably when we moved into our second location on 46th Street. Um, and, and that was kind of a moment in time where we were really talking as a family about, do we want to keep this thing going? Uh -huh. And it was kind of like, you know what? Yeah, we want, you know, it would almost feel like a family member was passing on if we just let it go. Wow. So we, we just yeah. wanted to keep it alive. And uh, that was the first moment where I, I, I kind of had a, you know, real thoughtful, you know, I'm going to make this, you know, work and I'm going to keep it going. And that was, I think, 2015, 16, Victor. Do you, do you remember exactly what year that was? 15. 15. Yeah, 15. Yeah. Yeah. And talk about that then, Victor. Pick that up from there because you know, you, you have it in your family for so long that you kind of just always assume it's always going to be there, you know, and then all of a sudden, if you don't put forth kind of the effort and invest whatever time you need to into it, it won't. And so you have to make a decision there. What, what was that like? And what was kind of the thought process of buying in and going all in on, you know, this business, this industry? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to echo that that feeling of uh, like it was a family member that that was going to pass away away if we let it close. Um, you know, I, I I went to hospitality school. My my dad had kind of sold me on on that that vision of of being your own boss and going to hospitality school. Uh, with my original intention was actually working in hotels. I, I was a front desk manager at a college, um, and then when I moved back from Boston was when I kind of jumped back into it. And I moved back 2014, so it was right. Um, when we were moving locations and considering shutting down or opening when my brother kind of pushed us to, to, to keep it open. And yeah, I mean, um, I stepped, stepped in, learned a lot from my dad more than I ever have, even though we were working, uh, here and there as kids doing napkin folding and running credit cards. But that was when he really kind of, kind of mentored us and, and, and drilled it into us all, all the, all the, all the things you really need to know and how to, how to treat all the guests. So there's really nobody, uh, in terms of PR and, and talking to guests that, that can, can do it better than he can. So it was a, just a great person to learn from. And um, 
and yeah, that that was the moment that we really kind of went full full force with it. I love that, and I and I appreciate that. I wanted to spend a big chunk of time uh, with the two of you of really like crystallizing what it means to invest so much of yourself into such a, a difficult business for such a long period of time. We're such instant gratification. Our loop closes very quickly in the restaurant and hospitality industry. Your, your stance on patience, again, read the article, people, on patience, Victor, was really poignant to me. And so I want to spend some time with that because I don't think we slow down enough to think about why why the hell we're doing this? And the fact that you all as a family had to really sit down and come to terms with that. And now this is what you've come up with, this amazing iteration of what Iponema is capable of, what Brazilian and Portuguese food is capable of. And so I want to take just a couple of minutes. Uh, Carlos, uh, let's talk Portuguese. And then Victor, let's talk Brazilian. What do people need to know? What is that sense of feeling of food, of family when they walk into Iponema that's really representing your Portuguese heritage? Yeah, I think um, for anyone who's been to Portugal, they'll they'll know that Portuguese people uh, are very warm, very welcoming, and and you know, it's it they, they just want to nourish people in every way, not just in terms of you know filling them up with food, but just kind of it's it's just you know a very welcoming place, and and I think that's what we want Ipanema to be, um, you know, we do want to elevate things a little bit because we just feel like. This cuisine deserves it a little bit, uh, but at, at the core, we want people to feel comfortable. We want people to feel like they're at home. Part of our interior design is even trying to bring the family aspect into the restaurant to make people realize they are at a family restaurant. The family you know? room. So, I, I um, love. I love that. Yeah, we've got Easter eggs in our in our private dining room, like on the shelves. I, I'll stick in like one of my law school books or. Like a you know something that's been on my shelves for a long time, or a paperweight that I had in college, or there's little Easter eggs there, and that, that's for all of us. You know, it's it's like an extension of all of our homes. We have a room there that's our family room. Absolutely perfect, and yeah, there's this there's this sense of of the food and the family aspect. I think that Portuguese cuisine translates. It's not as flashy as other cuisines, right? It, it's not as as highfalutin as, as a lot. So I think I appreciate that you're building this foundation. Now on the flip side, Victor, Brazilian food, very flashy, right? Like that culture is so exuberant. There's there's so much happening there. And fortunately, unfortunately, maybe it's a little bit of catch-22. We all know the, the red and green card, stick, whatever it might be, to be able to get your slice of meat off there. Love that that was a, a foundational entry point. You're trying to go a lot further. So how are you representing the, the Brazilian side of what's happening at Ipanema? Yeah, of course. Like you said, it's a very, um, you know, confident uh, culture. The people of Brazil are very, you know, boisterous and joyful and confident. Uh, and I, I feel like the cuisine outside of Brazil in, in America really hasn't been um, given that that same respect. It's more the, the, the churrascaria that you mentioned. Uh, so we're, we're trying to elevate certain uh, dishes and using ingredients that uh, that we just respect, like the dende oil you mentioned and, and certain coconut milk. And so we have a, a mukeka, which we have um, a vegan version as well. That that is you know slightly different than your classic mukeka. Um, and tell uh, people classically some... mukeka, a, a fish stew, like such an amazing dish. Right, yeah, with some African influence, it's a generally a, a you know a spicier dish, which you wouldn't you know think um, you know hot culture, hot culture is spicy, but you know 
Indian uh, African cultures use spices a lot in, you know, in, in the heat as well. So northern parts of Brazil, um, you know, they use those spices as well in, in a dish called vatapá, which is a bread-based uh, stew as well. It's, it's a similar to macaca, but a bread-based, which is also pretty spicy. Um, so yeah, we're just trying to use ingredients and respect the ingredients that, that people don't really see in Brazilian cuisine as much as they should. I love hearing that. One thing I know about the Brazilian people is they never show up on time and they party till four in the morning. <laughs> Those are the two things that I know about uh, my Brazilian friends and, and friends of the family is they are the most heartfelt people you could imagine. So the food and culture that you're representing, it's very much like you have salt of the earth Portuguese and just the most heartfelt and exuberant people. And you're connecting all those dots. Unbelievably challenging operationally from a brand standpoint. Yeah. And, and you're doing it so well, so fluidly. So I, I, I really respect that for sure. So uh, and your and your chef and pastry chef, uh, you mentioned your chefs, uh, Giancarlo is doing some amazing things to kind of elevate. What does it mean to have kind of a team like that that can really take the vision and the family legacy and kind of take it into its into its next generation. What does that mean for you all as as owner operators as a family? Yeah, I, I know I'm personally really proud of of the team we've built. Um, I'd be lying actually if I if I even said that the vision from day one of the new Ipanema was this final result. It kind of happened mm -hmm. organically. You know, we went out to just do what we call Ipanema three, which is the third location in Manhattan over the forty something years um you know just make it better just make everyone better than the last one and when we found this team um our chef giancarlo um our chef de cuisine andre and our pastry chef alejandra all all met each other at uh, temple court and have all you know in their own way done really great things in different restaurants and have come back together and you know we we kind of just kind of you know talking with them making decisions here and there it kind of led us along this path and uh Right now we have an amazing kitchen. It's a scratch kitchen. We make things in house. I mean, every we do things that other restaurants aren't doing because it doesn't even make sense to do it. <laughs> you know, it doesn't even it does. It certainly doesn't make fiscal sense. You know, to make your own bread and your own this and your own that. And uh, but it's the difference on the plate. You could taste it on the plate. So um, all I can say is, you know, it, it it wasn't the plan from day one, but I'm really proud of how we, you know, the final result. Love that. Victor, I'll give you the last thought because you mentioned how important investing in people is. Again, everybody, plug in the article. Really good stuff in there. You mentioned investing in people being one of the most important aspects of your business. And you have this team. You allowed them to be able to invest in themselves into the concept, which isn't commonplace with something that's so well established. So, you know, what has that meant for you all to be so collaborative? Kind of give us some last thoughts there. Yeah, it's meant everything, honestly. I think uh, not only is Giancarlo super talented, I think what, what made us feel very comfortable from the get-go also is because he comes from a very similar background. He's been in the kitchen since he was a little kid. You know, his, mm -hmm. his parents owned a restaurant in Brazil that, that he was a, a major part of. So it, it gave us a sense of, you know, comfortability that he was going to respect the restaurant. And although he wanted to, to take it forward, he was going to respect the name and the history behind it. So, you know, we, we invested heavily in him because he felt very connected to our, to our family pretty, pretty much from an early stage. Um, but yeah, I think, I think that's, that's the, the, the key to, 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 to business in general, not just restaurant industry, is just investing in your people because they're the, your brand ambassadors to your guests. 
they're, they're, they're going to treat your restaurant as well as you treat them. Um, so in order to keep them and, and, and have them keep being your, your best brand ambassadors, you just have to treat them as well as possible. That's, that's exactly it. And the fact that you all have such shared vision and kind of aligned experiences really makes that really pop. I think that's important. So Carlos and Victor, thank you so much uh, for all the work that you're doing out there. We need more visionaries, more leading voices in our industry. And I love, absolutely love what you all are doing. So appreciate you all. And uh, I'm sure we'll talk again soon. Thank you for having us. Thank you. All right. Cheers. All right, everybody, that is it for this episode. Once again, this was Best Served Podcast 391, and we are talking restaurant family legacy, Brazilian food, Portuguese cuisine with Carlos and Victor from Ipanema in New York. Now the third location iteration of Ipanema, over 50 years of their family, 1962, the original. I can't believe that level of staying power is unbelievable and just really, really great to hear them talking about balancing the restaurant business side, investing in people and being able to put your culture at the forefront of what you're doing, being able to tell that story means a lot, a lot of good advice to take from what that family has been up to. That's it. Appreciate you all. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the best served podcast. Subscribe to our show and connect with us on social media at best served podcast. Tune in next week to discover more unsung hospitality heroes.